Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled An Evolution in Care for Advanced Melanoma, Exploring the Clinical Implications of Approved and Emerging Anti-LAG3 PD-1 Combinations. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an independent medical educational grant from Regeneron Pharmaceuticals, Incorporated. My name is Dirk Schandorf. I'm a professor for dermatology from the University Hospital in Essen, and I'm also directing our comprehensive cancer center, the West German Cancer Center in Essen. So today, let's talk about the advancements in care of patients with advanced melanoma, and we are going to be focusing on how dual immunotherapy regimens continue to change the way we manage these patients. So let's start by discussing the rationale for exploring the anti-black 3 plus PD-1 regimens. On this slide, you see the development of our first-line treatment strategies in advanced melanoma, starting with the introduction of PD-1 blockade using monotherapy, pembrolizumab or nivolumab as examples, and then subsequently also the approval of combination regimens like nivolumab plus ipilimumab or most recently nivolumab plus relatedimab. We have in our BRAF mutant patient populations also targeted combination therapies available for our patients and latest developments include the clinical studies on filanglimab plus semiplimab or other combinations which are currently in the late phase of clinical testing. We have learned over the last years that LAC3 is upregulated in infiltrating T-cells in many cancer types. It's delivering inhibitory signals to activated T-cells. It's expressed significantly in association with resistance to a PD-1 blockade. And also immunosuppressive activities might be complementary to a PD-1. We have learned that between proliferating T-cells and exhausted T-cells, we have an increase in progressive acquisition of checkpoint inhibitors, which are associated with reduced functionality, including TIM3, TIGID, but also LAC3 as a critical component of this progressive loss of T-cell function in far advanced cancers, including advanced melanoma. As we have seen, there is a strong rationale for exploring anti-LAC3 as a partner for PD-1 inhibitors in patients with advanced melanoma. And in the next session, we review the efficacy of these combination regimens in advanced melanoma. Now I'm going to review the available and emerging anti-LAC3 plus PD-1 inhibitors, focusing on the treatment-naive patient population. So the data we have, also derived from Relativity 47, are updated PFS data. A combination of Relatimab and Nivolumab is generating a median PFS of 10.2 months versus monotherapy Nivolumab of 4.6 months, increasing the tumor control by roughly 20 20% at two years. We see that also for OS, the hazard ratio is 0.8, so meaning 20% difference in favor of the combination, clearly demonstrating the benefit of the combination over monotherapy. So if we look at the response rates, you see that the combination increases the response and also the tumor control as best overall response is better in the combination. And this is mainly a partial response rate. Also, if you look at the proportion of patients who are progressive as best overall response, you see the tumor control is improved by roughly 10% using the combination. 
Here we see the efficiency of the dual inhibition of LAC3 and PD-1 of a different combination of Hinanlima plus Semiplimab. You see the PFS with a median PFS of 24 months in 80 patients who are PD-1 naive. And this curve is quite comparable to the recently published Relativity 47 study data. Also, you see a response rate is around 64% for this combination, and there's a large chunk of patients who are achieving a partial response. In summary, anti-LAC3 plus PD-1 regimens are showing durable efficacy, and we are currently having Relatingmap plus Nibulumab approved, and we are awaiting other combinations, including Finanlimab plus Semiplimab in the near future to emerge. In the next session, we will be discussing the safety profiles of these regimens. So let's now discuss the safety profiles of these anti-LAC3 plus PD-1 regimens, which is where they really stand out from their other dual immunotherapy regimen in advanced melanoma, the blockade of CTL4 plus PD-1 regimen. We know that the safety profiles generate various toxicities at the skin, at the GI tract, at the liver, and of the endocrine organs. The majority of toxicities occur early within the first 30 days. If we compare now what we have learned from the dual immunotherapy Relatelimab plus Nivolumab from Relativity 47, you see that roughly 9% of these patients getting the combination discontinue because of toxicity in contrast to the monotherapy, 3.6% of the patients. With hepatitis standing out for the combination as the most reported immune-related adverse event in this clinical trial, Interestingly, this is not really the case if we look at the second combination, Fenanlimab plus Semiplimab. In these 80 patients, we see that colitis and adrenal insufficiencies with around 3 to 4% are the major toxicities which have been reported in these 80 patients. So it's overall a very safe treatment. The grade 3-4 toxicities are rare. In contrast to Nivo-Ipi, one of the major benefits we are seeing with the LAC3 plus P1 blockade is the safety profile. For our advanced melanoma patients, we are now having the opportunity to provide effective dual checkpoint blockade with reducing safety concerns. In the next session, I'm going to review what Patient factors are important when we are choosing our treatment options from the available treatments currently available. Now, let's talk about how I personalize treatment selection for patients with advanced melanoma. Here in this graph, what we see is that highly toxic regimens like Nivo-Epi provide a long tumor control. But if we're considering a risk-benefit ratio, the combination of LAC3, Relatelimab, and Nivolumab in the Relativity 47 is achieving almost the same median progression-free survival with less toxicity. So what are the relevant considerations for treatment personalization? I think the question is, is the disease resectable early or advanced? So the stage of the disease is an important factor, but also prior therapy. So more adjuvant, but also new adjuvant therapy is being used. Is the patient treatment naive or experienced? Did the patient have seen previous PD-1 blockade? 
and also patient factors and comorbidities, cardiac fitness, fitness of the patient itself is of critical importance. Are these patients fit for toxicity for the treatment? And LDH we know is a strong prognostic factor of outcome and we know that checkpoint blockade is able to rescue even patients with elevated LDH in some instances. These are all factors of critical importance for choosing our treatment which leads us to the disease presentation. We have limited organ sites involved, bulky disease, multiple metastases, and also the location of metastases like brain is of critical importance. So, for example, Checkmate 204, which analyzed Nevo-Ipi in specifically patients having brain metastases, asymptomatic brain metastases, we see an excellent effect, especially in asymptomatic brain metastases patients with response rates well above 50 percent in contrast to symptomatic patients. So there are many factors I consider when I determining the optimal treatment for each individual patient. In the next session, we will focus on the key question about sequencing in advanced melanoma care. In this final session, we are going to discuss the latest data that will help us sequence our available treatments for patients with advanced melanoma. So we look here at the efficacy of dual inhibition of LAC3 and PD-1 in pre-treated patients, so relativity 20 reports on pre-treated P1 experienced patients, we see confirmed response rates in the range of 10% and roughly 50% of the patients are not in tumor control using this combination. And this is comparable to early data we have seen also with finlandlimab plus semiplimab. The cohort of 15 patients shows a response rate of also around 30% and a tumor control rate of around 50% of the patients in that patient cohort. I think when we're talking about sequencing of available effective treatment, we have to consider targeted therapy as well. And this sequencing is most relevant in BUF mutant patients. And this slide shows a very nice real-world evaluation of treatment patterns in BRAF mutant melanoma from a Humelarec database, clearly demonstrating that PFS and also OS is much better in those patients where we start treatment in first line with IO versus target therapy. This is in line with clinical data from DreamSec, which has recently been published, which is a study which combined nivolumab plus ipilimumab versus Daptram in first line and then switched at time of progression to the opposite treatment regime. And you clearly can see that those patients who started nivolumab are doing much better after two years than those patients started on targeted therapy. This is also in line with SECOMBIT, a study from Europe and Italy, testing the same principle, coming to the same result at the end, that start of checkpoint blockade is superior to starting with targeted therapy, leading to a significant benefit in overall survival after two plus years. The data we have seen here is that we clearly see that dual checkpoint blockade is providing additional benefit in tumor control and potentially also in overall survival. And toxicity and comorbidities favor dual checkpoint blockade, which are not containing CDL4 blockade. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.